The country of Hungary is achieving remarkable things economically. They've got peace within their culture. They've got peace in their country. And they are achieving way beyond what most people thought possible. Most people thought that Hungary would be the bottom feeders of the European Union. In fact, they're so successful right now, the European Union is upset with them. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we are brought to you by Angel Rich. Uh, You probably have seen the show Shark Tank, where notorieties, notables, I should say, sit around, and they evaluate the business ideas of people to see if they want to invest. Well, they brought the idea to you, and you are the panel. And I'm not going to go into great detail here to describe how it works, but it's a fantastic idea, and it allows people a chance to get a piece of the pie they wouldn't otherwise get. I want you to go to angelrich.com. It's The link is in the description box following this broadcast. And look at what these people from Shark Tank are bringing to you and say, hey, okay, what could we do here to help the average person get involved in startups? Hungry. Low crime rate. They have shut down illegal immigration into their country. Unlike Germany, Sweden, France, and Britain, they have said, no, 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 no. We're going to have immigrants, but we're going to do it the right way. Now, somehow it's lost on me how that's prejudiced. First, in this country, if you say that, oh, you don't like people who speak Spanish and are brown skin. But if you say it there in Europe, oh, you don't like Muslims. I mean, it's always the same worn-out excuse for law and order not being applied. And that has to do with racism. Well, bringing people into your country in an orderly fashion. uh, We had the right idea in the 1880s with uh, Angel Island, Ellis Island. And we brought people in, and they had to be healthy. They had to be able to contribute. They couldn't have a serious criminal background. Can someone please tell me what's wrong with that? Is it our obligation across the world and every nation to take on anybody and everybody? Well, the Democrats say yes. What about when they come with Ebola? Well, see, Hungary has that figured out. But the biggest thing when Hungary speaks about their successes, you know what they give credit to? The resurgence of Christianity in their country. People just act better. See, the other day I did a broadcast on South Dakota, and I said the same thing. I said, South Dakota is such a desirable place to live. Now, partly is because the Democrats have been run out because no one's going to listen to their nonsense. But also, Christianity, traditional values, being kind to each other, the golden rule, are alive and well in South Dakota. So you see the same principles there that's causing this state to grow and you're seeing people having pride of ownership in their state, the same things we're seeing in Hungary. See, this is what works, and this is what's being suppressed across the board. This is what is highly disturbing. This is what big tech is going after, are these views. We're going to do a whole broadcast on, well, let's put it this way, who are the sacrificial lambs? Another topic for another time, but here's what I want to leave you with. Christianity works. Being a good person works. The problem with socialism, as people have discovered the hard way, is that pretty soon you run out of other people's money. And then repression only works so long. Look at what they're doing 
in Hong Kong right now. You know what one of the main targets are in the riots? They're not trying to hurt the police. They're taking down the surveillance cameras because they know what that means for them. That's what we're coming to in America. That's what the people in Hungary have managed to avoid. You see, there's some truisms that work. And, you know, can I step outside my modesty zone for a second? I've been a pretty successful basketball coach. I was pretty good at football, too, before that. And I'm sorry to sound immodest. But, you see, there I, I discovered a long time ago because I had really, really good coaches when I was young. Really good coaches. I had uh, Jim Brandenburg. He's my first high school coach. And Jim led three NCAA teams to the NCAA playoffs. I think there's only like three people that have ever done that. That's the kind of coach I had when I was young. And what I learned was that there are certain principles that work that make basketball teams operate at a high level. And people who are really good at business startups and they bring them in for the, to be the consultants, see, they've learned the same lessons in business that I learned in sports. There are certain principles that are universal that work. Well, the same thing's true for nations and for cultures. There are certain things that work, and there are certain things that don't work. And let me share with you what doesn't work. <coughs> Excuse me. What doesn't work is San Francisco. What doesn't work is Los Angeles. What doesn't work is Sacramento, Chicago, St. Louis, Cleveland, D.C., New York, cultures are failing. Those cities are failing. Baltimore, abject failure, maybe the worst in the country. Detroit used to be one of the proudest, proud cities in America. It's reeling today. What do all of those cities have in common? They're run by Democrats. And they're run on anti-Christian, pro-liberal, totally secular principles that don't work. Did we not learn any lessons at all in our world history class in the 10th grade when we found out the reasons why Rome fell? Well, we're duplicating them in blue cities. And now the blue city philosophy, because even though it's failed miserably, is becoming the business model for the rest of the country. And I point to Hungary and I point to South Dakota and see South Dakota is a high-functioning state. Why? Because they don't have Democrats. Hungary, they don't tolerate anti-Christian liberalism. That's why. Why is Russia taking off? They've had a resurgence in Christianity. How many ways do I have to show you this is what's going on, yet we sit around on our fat asses and do nothing. I, I so admire the people in Hong Kong. I detest violence. But they're saying no and hell no to your repression, communist China. And it doesn't seem like they're afraid of the consequences that will soon be coming their way. Because I think they believe they can provoke a civil war in China. And you know what? I think they're right. But here in America, you go to a business and they say, oh, I I'm sorry, Mr. Hodges, your security score 
as gathered by big tech in Silicon Valley with 98-pound weekly pencil neck idiots say that you're a national security risk because that's what it says on your social media. And we put up with this. And we put up with banks that will say your account is canceled because of your political views. And then we look at just absolutely asinine developments all across the country in favor of liberalism, including the media championing every second of the day, and we continue to support that media. Oh, I know TV's dying and CNN's ratings are so low they're not in the toilet, they're in the sewer, but there's still people watching. And it's just amazing to me that we're not seeing a counter-resurgence because, you see, there's more of us good people than there are of the people who are liberals that want to take everything from you. In the world of liberalism, might makes right. If I have enough power, says William Barr, James Comey, Hillary Clinton, I can get away with anything. But if you're not a member of the club, well, we're going to throw you in jail. You get the idea. I think you see precisely where I'm coming from on this. So this is, in addition to tying together and connecting the dots, this is also an exercise in this broadcast that is what we would call a call to action, a call to no and hell no, we're not going to put up with this anymore. It's just like Loveland High School. A mother and son are going to spend a day going to the shooting range. So they make a video of the guns they're going to take out. You see, that's all legal activities. It's constitutionally protected. And the boy was acting under the reasonable auspices of his mother. But no, that didn't stop the Loveland High School dictator, neo-Nazi principal, from suspending him because someone complained about what was on the Internet. And we put up with this. Like I said, there's a few good schools out there But if I had it to do over again, my son would have been homeschooled. And by the way, he thrived in that system academically, but he also was very dismayed at a lot of the just hedonistic ways, the negative management styles from administration that he had to go through. And he would just shake his head and he could see at a young age how misguided so many adults were in our society, how they had their priorities in the wrong place. And you people who send your kids off to school, yeah, you look at look at what's going on in California. You could have a medical condition that contraindicates you getting a vaccine, but it doesn't matter. No exemptions, no exceptions. We don't care if you get autism. We don't care if you die. We don't care if you go into allergic shock. No exceptions. Well, you know what? Make the exception. Don't send your kid to the schools. Homeschool them. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm talking about doing here is damn sight better than revolution and we end up like 1992 Bosnia. Is that what you want? We're going to the grocery store as an adventure? Do you want to live like they do in Venezuela? By the way, you notice the news blackout on Venezuela. They're not telling you how bad it is anymore. And it's anything, it's gotten a lot worse. And is that what you want here in America? Because, see, there's going to come a breaking point. To me, I've reached my breaking point. I've reached my point of disconnect. And my point of disconnect is I'm not walking into corporate stores if I can avoid it. 
I'm investing in alternative vehicles. I'm trying to avoid the Federal Reserve controlled banks. See, that's my disconnect point. I'm afraid for, as I was telling Steve Quayle the other day, 50% of the country is dumber than a box of rocks by choice. Those people aren't going to have a measured response like I'm having. I'm a counter-revolutionary. But you see, I'm doing it within the confines of my Christian teachings. I'm doing it in a nonviolent and very peaceful way. I'm just deciding where I'm putting my attention. I'm deciding where I'm putting my money. And America is not even caring about where they're putting their kids. I mean, if I had a kid in Loveland High School and I knew about this, that would be the last day that my kid would be in that school. But see, there are many schools like Loveland. They're more common than they're not. And yet we just acquiesce. But here's the problem. As I said, my response is measured. And I was talking to someone else the other day. I believe it was Paul Preston. And I said, you know, Paul, when the rest of us wake up and decide that we're backed into a corner and there's nowhere to turn and they're having trouble putting food on the table, they're having trouble putting shoes on their kids' feet, they're not going to have a measured response. They're going to go on the violence scale from zero to 60 in about 2.5 seconds. And then it's going to be game on. And that's not what I want. And it may sound sexy. Oh, yeah, guns in the street. Yeah, we're going to shoot the blue helmets. The answer for that is nonsense. Nobody wins in that situation. Violence only begets violence. Violence should only be used in absolute self-defense. But right now, we have options. You can bring these people to their knees. I just want you to think just for a second. If you never went to Facebook, what would happen to Facebook? Do, 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 do. It would die. If you didn't use financial services that picked on Christian conservatives for their worldview, what would happen to them? The same thing. But once you're backed into the corner and you've lost nearly everything, because that's their goal, the option then is very limited. Then it is get into the streets, and it is 1992 Bosnia or 2019 Venezuela. You have choices, America, and you're not using them. And I know some of you are saying, well, what do I do? I just gave you about three different solutions. First thing, take your kids out of the schools. Unless you just love your school, your principal is really a lover of the kids. They're teaching wholesome values. They're not ramming some radical, self-indulgent, sexual preference agenda down your throat. See, do I think we should pick on people who are different than us? No, and hell no, and I get criticized for that view. I really do, by my Christian conservative friends. They want me to condemn everybody that's not like me. I won't do that. God didn't appoint me to judge. How people say, oh, that makes you a liberal. I don't know. It makes me non-judgmental. Now, I become judgmental when someone else's actions interfere with my constitutionally protected nose. Then all of a sudden, I'm not so kind. Then all of a sudden, I'm not so accommodating. So what I'm saying to all of you is this. You can 
Sit back and take it till you don't have a choice. Then you'll be forced into an action where many of you are going to lose your lives. Or you can take an action right now. Because I believe we can still push these people back to the corner. And in places like Paris and in places like Hong Kong, human beings across this planet are showing that we're not going to take this anymore. And here in America, when we have more resources to say no, we have more discretionary more discretionary funds at our at our disposal. We have the ability to wage economic war against these people. You see, my ideas are the most dangerous to the establishment. They say they want our guns. That's because on Judgment Day, they want you to be unarmed. But leading up to that, they don't really care if you have a gun. They only don't want you to have a gun in the final days when they come to put you in the camps because you're not going along with total poverty. That's what they want. That's why they want your guns. Right now, they don't give a crap if you have a gun. It doesn't matter to them. They're simply setting up for the end game. Right now, what they care about is they got your money. And if they got your money, they have your allegiance. And if you start to disconnect from the system, in some of the ways I've said, they no longer have your allegiance. And see, they fear that the most. Right now, me saying this right here, about where you spend your money, how you spend your time, what you support, and what you won't support. That's what they fear the most. Not that I'm saying, oh, I think everybody should own a gun. They don't care about that. Not at the establishment level. Oh, YouTube will come and demonetize you for saying, I think every American should own a gun, if someone were to say that view. And honestly, I don't think everyone should have a gun. In fact, uh, you know the statistic? More women are killed with their own gun in the commission of a home robbery than they are with the assailant's gun. So if you don't know how to use it, you sure as hell shouldn't have it. If you are mentally ill, you shouldn't be in possession of a gun. But see, here's the problem. They're defining mental illness for the end day. Mental illness, in their view, is anyone who doesn't drink from their Kool-Aid and bend over when they say bend over and you don't say how far. That's who they want to go after. You need to share this video. You need to share it far and wide. Because this is a call to nonviolent, peaceful, counter-revolutionary action that, fine, you want to say our kids have to have 73 vaccines and you want to tell us the fiction that they're all equal in their effects and their side effects, and you don't want to let Johnny, who's got a medical condition, who cannot tolerate something like this, you don't want to let him in the school? Well, then none of our kids should be in the school. We should all stand up with Johnny. And what do you think the school districts would do at that point when no one was crossing their hallways in the morning and going to class? Well, they demand the government would make homeschooling illegal like it is in Germany. See, then you've backed into the corner. That's where you got to make a stand. Right now, you can cripple their systems. You can go more natural health care. Exactly. You can cripple that system financially until it's responsible. Do you know we have the most corrupt medical system on the planet? And I'll talk about that in another broadcast. But it's corrupt. It's overpriced. They own our government. They own the media. I mean, look at what's happening with natural health sites across America. Dr. Mercola. 
I mean, I've got on Dr. McCullough's site and I've picked out workout routines. I go, man, that's cool. I do this one where I bike moderately for three minutes and I 30 seconds all out, then bike moderately. When you do that four or five times, he does it eight times. The guy's just an amazing athlete. Now, I do that four or five times. I'm ready to crawl off the bike and go to bed. And see, I got that from a natural health site that Google doesn't want you to see. They'd rather have you take a pill to lower your blood pressure rather than work out. This is just incredible. By the way, do you know that insurance companies in New York, have you heard this yet? Insurance companies in New York are setting rates based on social media posts that they find on you. If you're out at a burger place, let's say you're at Friday's, oh, corporate store, and you have a shake and fries and that ends up on your Facebook account, they're jacking your rates up. Oh, this is just the beginning, folks. This is only the beginning. It's better to take the stand now than to be forced into the corner they're going to put us in when you're fighting for survival. That's it for the Common Sense Show today. But I hope it's not it for this message. I hope you will share this message far and wide all across their net that they say they own all across the net that they say they don't have to follow any federal regulations all across the net that says we're not taking this anymore you know i really have a homework assignment for you before i close there was a movie made in 1975 won all kinds of awards that movie would never be made today and that movie was called network and basically it was kind of like a takeoff of uh, Glenn Beck when he first went to Fox that was the best television I had ever watched now I don't like a lot of the views that Glenn Beck's putting out today nothing personal against Glenn I think he's a fine Christian man but I disagree with him on a lot of issues today but when he was on Fox that man was a hardcore warrior he did more to wake up the country to the evil of Barack Obama and his sponsor, Bill Ayers, and his entire cabinet. Remember they were calling them commissars? Well, they sure weren't trying to hide that, were they? That was the best TV I ever saw. Well, in the movie network, this guy was a lot like Glenn Beck in those days. And he'd go on and he exposed corruption, this and that. And this is really his claim to fame, and it led to one of the most famous movie phrases of all time. I want you right now not to take this anymore. I want you to go over to your window right now, right now, right now. Stop what you're doing. Walk to the window. Open it up. And I want you to yell out the window, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And then... In the network broadcast room, the control room, you were hearing things like, uh, they're saying it in Atlanta. They're saying it in New York. They're saying it in Philadelphia. And it became a battle cry. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do right now, today. And when they finish controlling the internet and the people that you go to to teach you what's happening, 
to suggest to you, what are our strategies in dealing with some of this tyranny that's coming our way? When that day arrives, when you can't hear my voice or Paul Preston or Doug Hagman or Steve Quayle or Ted Bro or Paul Martin, any of my friends, any of my colleagues, then it's time not to be in that system at all. See, what I'm kind of saying is this. <laughs> Listen to me carefully. You know that old saying, if I can't have you, no one else will? Well, it's pathological, stalker kind of mentality. But it works if you apply it to the net. It's called free market decision. You say, all the news on there is bullshit. There's nowhere I can go now that I can trust. They're all corporately owned. They're all telling us what we should believe, what we should think, what we should hear. And if we step out of line, they go after our jobs. They go after our places of living like they do in China. Oh, this is already happening now, folks. It's being it's being unrolled right now, today. Today, it's being unrolled. And you don't participate in that system when all the voices you depend on are gone. And all you're left with is Anderson Cooper. It's time to say goodbye. You know, I knew a psychologist once, and he prescribed for people something really, really interesting. When he was trying to de-stress people, he'd say, take a vacation from the news. Go walk three miles. Do this with you meditate. Take yoga. Do some mild workouts every other day. And stay away from the news media. You'll be a lot healthier if you do. Right now, I feel like I am Radio Free America. My colleagues, same thing. When Radio Free America is no longer, you know what you have? You have radio-controlled globalism. It'll be time to say goodbye. I know one thing. I watch CNN and Fox now. I scroll through a lot because I need to go where the enemy is to find out what they're up to. You won't need to do that. You just live your life. And then they'll be coming after you, not because you're not participating, but because you still might be going to church, and they'll have to make that illegal. That'll be another thing we talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, I've gone on long enough. But if you don't heed my words and start to act now, I've given you a pretty clear picture of where this is going. And I've got other broadcasts that I plan to follow up with that I'll be even more specific. But we think we can bury our hand, head in the sand and have cognitive dissonance and everything's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. These people are making their move. And it's inspired in the spiritual realm. Steve Quayle says you can't understand physical problems without spiritual, uh, about a spiritual lens. And this is what we have to have here. We are in spiritual warfare against evil entities that are inhabiting our centers of power. This is why they're coming after conservatives, because conservatives are akin to Christians. A conservative who's not a Christian is one waiting to become a Christian. And they know that, and they fear the free will of Christians. See, God gives us free will to follow or not to follow. I hope you heed what I'm saying. 
pick a cause, get involved, give it everything you've got. That's it for the Common Sense Show.